Hello and welcome to The Walk Family Podcast, a show where we discuss parenting and what the Bible says about it. God's Word contains truth, encouragement, and application, which we want to share with you, the mom or dad journeying through the chaos of raising kids, from the newborn to the rebellious teenager. Our mission is to provide you with hope and skills that allows you to be the parent God calls you to be. I am your host, Tony Smith, and today we are diving into another episode of the Parental Proverbs. I listened to a podcast and watched a video on YouTube of a former homeless man. That's been, this video has been circulating around for several months now. And it was a man just getting some food and was having a conversation with a guy about God and wisdom. The guy, who I think might have been a YouTuber, I'm not really sure, but the man who was recording the video and having the conversation with this this homeless man or this former homeless man, he was in a car. And now the homeless man talks really fast. But if you listen carefully, you could hear him clearly, and the entire conversation was profound. But one thing that stuck out to me was he asked the question, how can you be wise if you haven't been foolish? Thinking about my life, I've made some major mistakes. In just about every possible area of life, I've made mistakes. You know, in family, raising kids, in my job, my marriage, friendships, my church, finances. We all have mistakes. But we often gain wisdom as we learn from those mistakes. And that's what this episode is about today in Proverbs chapter 8. And so in the description below, I'll send a link out so you guys can watch that video. It's really interesting. And um, yeah, I was just, I was really enamored by it. You might have already seen it, but it's got hundreds and hundreds of thousands of views already. And so before we dive into today's episode, I do want to read Proverbs chapter 8. So here we go. Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? At the highest point along the way, where the paths meet, she takes her stand. Beside the gate, leading into the city, at the entrance, she cries aloud, To you, O people, I call out, I raise my voice to all mankind. You who are simple, gain prudence. You who are foolish, set your hearts on it. Listen, for I have trustworthy things to say. I open my lips to speak what is right. My mouth speaks what is true, for my lips detest wickedness. All the words of my mouth are just. None of them is crooked or perverse. To the discerning, all of them are right. They are upright to those who have found knowledge. Choose my instruction instead of silver. Knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. I, wisdom, dwell together with prudence. I possess knowledge and discretion. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior and perverse speech. Counsel and sound judgment are mine. I have insight. I have power. By me, Kings reign and rulers issue decrees that are just. 
By me, princes govern, and nobles, all who rule the earth. I love those who love me, and those who seek me, find me. With me are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. My fruit is better than fine gold. What I yield surpasses choice silver. I walk in the way of righteousness, along the paths of justice, bestowing a rich inheritance on those who love me, and making their treasures full. The Lord brought me forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old. I was formed long ages ago at the very beginning when the world came to be. When there were no watery depths, I was given birth. When there were no springs overflowing with water, before the mountains were settled in place, before the hills, I was given birth. Before he made the world or its fields or any of the dust of the earth, I was there when he set the heavens in place, when he marked out the horizon on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above and fixed securely the fountains of the deep, when he gave the sea its boundary so the waters would not overstep his command, and when he marked out the foundations of the earth. Then I was constantly at his side. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence rejoicing in his whole world and delighting in mankind. Now then, my children, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Listen to my instruction and be wise. Do not disregard it. Blessed are those who listen to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. For those who find me find life and receive favor from the Lord. But those who fail to find me harm themselves. All who hate me love death. I titled this episode, The Wisdom of God, because I think it just kind of encapsulates what wisdom is and how it originates. So the verse that I really want to focus on today is verse 5. Now, I had read several different versions of verse 5, and the Holman Christian Standard Version is what I find to be the most resonating. It says, learn to be shrewd, you who are inexperienced. Develop common sense, you who are foolish. The NIV says it a little differently. It says, you who are simple gain prudence. You who are foolish set your hearts on it. It being prudence or wisdom. What the man in the conversation is saying is that you must first be a fool in order to be wise. I don't entirely agree with that statement, but I do think that he may be onto something. I think that there's some truth to what he is saying, but I think there's more to it. So when we make a foolish mistake and it burns us, We feel the consequences of it. We become aware of our foolishness. And there becomes a possibility or even a tendency to not make the same mistake again. That is when we gain wisdom. That is when we develop common sense. That is when we learn to be shrewd. You see, shrewdness is to have or show sharp powers of judgment. Shrewdness is something God wants us to have. Matthew 10, 
Verse 16, so be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Wise as serpents or shrewd as snakes. Often shrewdness and wisdom work together. We see this throughout the Bible. Joseph during the famine. Solomon with the baby and two mothers. David against Goliath using a sling instead of armor and sword. Esther in her approach to the king. These all include a sense of strategic thinking and wise decision-making, which can be incredibly valuable in various situations. And all include faith in God. I also know what it feels like to be a fool without shrewdness and suffering the consequences from foolish decision-making. I think many of us experience that. And many of those consequences can last for years, and they make a huge impact. Negatively, not just on myself, but they've made impacts on my wife and my kids. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom. That is where it starts. And wisdom dwells together with prudence, making sound judgments based on ethics and morality. It considers long-term consequences as well as the well-being of other people. Here's a prime example. So I bought a new car when Laura and I first got married. And I mean brand new. It was a 2016 red wine colored Hyundai Tucson. Now, there is nothing wrong with buying a new car. But I got to tell you the full story. But I'm going to give you the short version. So I went to the dealership without Laura knowing. First mistake. I then filled out the paperwork and drove the car home to surprise her. That was my second mistake. And she was blindsided, right? So what I thought was a clever idea turned out to be a really big blunder. Not just financially, but relationally. You see, in the dealership, I was talking to the salespeople. And they told me what the down payment needed to be in order to get the monthly rate that I wanted. And we didn't have it. But I told them that we could get it by the end of the month my wife would just have to pick up a few extra shifts. Men, I am telling you, if you want a death sentence from your wife, that's exactly how you do it. It was careless. It was thoughtless. It, it put pressure on Laura to work more than full-time just to get this new car. I was in a situation where I lacked wisdom. And you know what the Bible says about lacking wisdom? The secret is found in James chapter 1, verse 5. It says, If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. If any of us lacks wisdom, ask God for it, and he will give it to you. I remember receiving wisdom that day. Actually, I was still in the dealership because I was praying to God, what do I do? I feel like I'm doing something wrong here. And I felt the impulse to just get up and leave. I needed to run away. And I didn't listen to that little nudge. I sat there. I signed the papers. I kept talking. I kept listening. And eventually, three hours later, I drove home this new car that would then be a massive burden for the next five to six years. But that leads back to my original question. Do we need to be foolish 
and recognize our foolishness to have the awareness of needing wisdom. Here's another story with the opposite outcome. So a few years ago, Laura and I won a contest where we could participate in a sweet deal for a timeshare. Now, I have heard many horrifying stories about people getting into timeshares because you simply can't get out of them. So we listened to this guy's presentation, and it really sounded like a lot of fun and like a good time not just for the year but like for the rest of our lives. But it was going to cost $20,000 that day in order to get it. So Laura and I, you know, had some alone time to talk about it. And as good as it sounded, we said no. We had just gotten out of all of our consumer debt and we weren't going to jump back in for a timeshare. That was wisdom. Because truth be told, we couldn't afford that. It would be a burden on our family. It would not be a blessing. You see, I feel a great sense of fear of being in a situation and not having wisdom. And I hate conflict. I actually avoid conflict a lot. But one of the ways I embrace conflict resolution is to logic or outsmart the issue. Oftentimes, when I'm experiencing a conflict, whether it's at work or with a friend, I need to pray. I need to get away and I need to pray. And I need time. And usually 24 hours does it. I need to let my emotions chill out. And I am. I'm, re- I'm referring to external conflict with people that, that's not my family. It's not Laura. It's not my kids. That's a little bit different. But in these conflicts, I isolate my emotions from the situation so that I remain calm and don't get worked up. A conversation typically follows with a question and a lot of listening first and listening intently. This helps eliminate miscommunication and also breaks down any walls or barriers that exists. And You know, if you look at verses 22 and 23 in Proverbs 8, it says, The Lord brought me forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old. I was formed long ages ago at the very beginning when the world came to be. I love the personification of wisdom here, as well as throughout the first nine, like all nine chapters of Proverbs. Wisdom is always portrayed as a lady. Here, it is as though wisdom is portrayed as the Lord's daughter. Again, personification, but what is truly striking is that wisdom occurred before creation. This tells us that wisdom is a key, never-ending attribute to the character of God. That God has wisdom before, during, and after creation. And I have to ask the question, why? God, being all-knowing, still created humanity, even though he knew we were going to fall away, fall into sin, that we, his creation, would turn away from him. And then that falling away from God leads to the cause of evil in the world. The real question here is, Is it more evil to commit crimes going on or standing back watching them occur and do nothing? It's as though we watch with approval. God knew wickedness would happen. Yet, he made us anyway. And to say that creation was considered wise. Wisdom is a characteristic, it's an attribute that is used in and through God when he created us. Regardless, 
despite knowing that sin would come into the world. It is kind of mind-boggling to me that it would be considered wise for God to create to create people in his image despite the worldly evil that was going to happen. One step further, which also may hold the answer I personally seek when I think about that, is that not only was wisdom an intricate part of creation, but there was delight in it. God saw everything he created as good and therefore found joy and delight in his creation. Wisdom rejoices in the presence of God, and wisdom rejoices in the creation of God. The best way I can even try to explain that is our own creation, planning to have a child. There is joy and excitement and delight in the process. Yeah, of course, there is going to be physical pain with carrying a child and delivering a baby. I cannot speak from experience, but seeing my wife go through it three times, it's painful. It's not fun. But the creation of a child, knowing who they could be as we raise them, often outweighs the fear of the negatives of what they could turn into. Many parents see a lot of themselves in their kids. Laura and I both do. It's so cool to see, but it's also kind of scary. We also see their sin nature come out. And it's often a reflection of the sin we have in our own lives. It's considered wise for God to create people in his image because the hope is that they would be united to him in relationship for eternity through the blood of Christ. By placing our faith in Jesus, who knew no sin and paid the penalty for our sin on the cross, that hope for his children to choose him and place their faith in him outweighs the possibility of his kids forsaking him and being eternally separated from him. We know this to be true because we exist. If the Lord feared more than hoped about the relationship with his creation, he wouldn't have created us to begin with. And perhaps the rejoicing in creation is when his creation chooses wisdom over the world. There's an abundant joy when my children obey me, but even more joy when they are with me. We're doing things together in harmony. The struggle of seeing the world burn is real. There are unspeakable evils that exist. That doesn't change the fact the Lord still loves us. He finds no regret in us, his creation. But the hope that we would choose him as a bride chooses her groom, there is much rejoicing indeed. I hope you have a wonderful week. Be blessed. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the Walk Family Podcast at thewalkfm.com, where you can find some great resources, testimonials, and stories of parents all over. We encourage and guide parents of all walks of life to find purpose in parenting by taking footsteps of faith in their walk with Jesus. If you enjoyed the show and want more, feel free to subscribe to automatically receive more content every Tuesday. You can connect with Laura and I at the Walk Podcast Ministries at gmail.com or on Twitter from the link in the description below.